0: Award-winning coverage lives right here on WMUL-FM Huntington, WFGH-FM Fort Gay, and WTHMLP Ravenswood, West Virginia. Welcome to Speed Zone, the best motorsports show on radio. I'm your host, Ben Cower, and across the next hour, we'll recap everything. Yes, everything! In racing that happened in the last week, we'll discuss the latest news and cap it all off with a star studded interview. So buckle up, rev your motor, and drop the hammer, because this is Speed Zone. And welcome to Speed Zone on this Wednesday evening here in Huntington, West Virginia. I'm Ben Cower, your host. And we got one heck of a show for you tonight. No interview, sadly. but uh, still plenty of topics to talk about. and plenty of news in the racing world, whether you're a local here in the Huntington Tri-State area, or you're uh, an international or national motorsports fan, there's plenty that went on. There was World of Outlaws, there was NASCAR, uh, there was Formula One, and then there was racing at the nearby Ona Speedway. It was, yes, Chevrolet, yes, Ford Championships night, and we're going to discuss it all on tonight's episode of Speed Zone. Again, I'm your host, Ben Cower. We'll have a panel tonight during the Racing Roundtable section, and we'll have plenty of discussion for you here in just a few, but to start off things tonight flag to flag Welcome to flag to flag a recap of the week that was in motorsports as Ben Cower covers everything you might have missed in this past week of racing action Oh wow, we're here for the flag-to-flag segment. Yeah, uh, what a surprise. Alright, let's jump right into it. It's enough of my rambling. Uh, as there was plenty that happened this last week in motorsports. Everything was going too well on this show up until that just happened. Mistakes happen sometimes, but you know what? No more tonight. Let's start out with Ona Speedway and the action that occurred this past weekend. Uh, this Saturday, again, September 23rd, it was Yes Chevrolet, Yes Ford Season Championships Night at Ona. And there were seven titles decided alongside the Z-Max Pro Grand National Tour uh, Baby Grands. That was a stock car feature was also uh, here at or was at Ona over the weekend. But we'll start out with the Crazy Compacts, the Gumbo Stop Cafe Crazy Compacts. Uh, it was Stacy Watson entering the race with a massive points lead. Again, Stacy, this season has been so dominant entered the race uh, with a staggering amount of wins. The only person that had been able to, only two people that had been able to beat her all season uh, were two races, Thomas Bailey in a two for two. Two races, two wins and then uh, it was Evan Strickland just a race ago who took home the victory but it was Stacey Watson taking home the win and the championship in the Gumbo Stop Cafe Crazy Compacts. Now on to the all season's Power Sports Late Models where Jake Keaton er, earned history, achieved it, I should say, on Saturday night night after he won the race and the championship again in the All-Seasons Power Sports Late Models. That's his fourth Late Models title at Ona. So another congratulations to Jake on that. And then also the Contempo Trophy and Awards U-Cars. Chris Deskins earned another title and the win in the U-Cars after a dominant showing in the uh, 20-lap feature. Then uh, there's some drama, certainly, in the Maze Tire and Service Center Inex Legends Car Pro feature. As Jake Keaton, I mentioned him earlier, Achieved history on Saturday night The first ever driver in the 60 year history of Ona Speedway To accomplish two championships In two separate classes in the same season So Jake Keaton walked away with a win and the championship But sparks flew And one of the drivers from that race will be on the panel tonight So we'll be talking about that race a little later But there was a, a fair amount of Airtech heating and cooling caution flags in that race And plenty of drama afoot and uh, again, we'll talk about that later. But Jake Keaton walked away with the win and the championship. His second of two in just uh, here in 2023. Uh, the Baby Grands, the ZMAX Pro Grand National Tour, visited Ona Speedway this year for its international race, and Jake Trado rolled off with the victory in the baby Grands. Patriot Meat Processing Modifieds, it was Jeremy Cooper and Wes Smith in a two-man duel for the title and the win, and Wes Smith in that fast number 135 machine walked away with the win, did everything in his power to try and make up the championship gap, but needed a rare mistake from Jeremy Cooper, didn't get it, and Jeremy Cooper walked away the champion this season, and the Patriot Meat Processing Modifieds again is uh, second straight in the mods at Ona then, in the Jeffrey Trucking Inex Legends Car Semi Pros, Randall Klein entered in a double duel with the Dunlaps, Rob and Jay, the brothers. Uh, in again the Legends Car Semi Pros, Klein was one point behind Rob Dunlap entering the event. Klein had one last race needed to beat Rob in the race to win the title, because a win over Rob, if Rob finished second, would have been a two-point gap. It would have been enough to win him the championship. And then, coming in the late lap. Randall Klein, second place behind Rob Dunlap. Dunlap got behind the lapped car of Dean Brotherton, looped it around, Randall Klein sped on past, and then in the closing laps off the final restart, Rob Dunlap looped his car around trying to catch Randall Klein, couldn't do it. Randall Klein walked away, a Jeffrey Trucking Inex Legends Car Semi-Pro Champion here in 2023's first ever at Ona. Then finally, it was Tommy Rowe and Kenny Chapman in the Street Stocks. A uh, one heck of a duel, a tie, dead heat entering the race, and Tommy Rowe in the two-car went from fifth to first to win the race in the Haunted Majestic Street Stocks and also the championship. So Tommy Rowe, again, rounded out the seventh of seven title winners that evening. Now on to the Xfinity Series at Texas, where it was John Hunter Nemechek with the win. Uh, Obviously, uh, series best and career best single season seven victories this year for John Hunter Nemechek in the Xfinity Series, rightfully earning that cup seat next year. Again, he was your winner at Texas. The top five in that race, John Hunter Nemechek, Parker Kligerman in second place, Sammy Smith in third, Chandler Smith in fourth. No, he's not related to Sammy Smith. And then Justin Allgaier rounding out the top five. Then the NASCAR Cup Series at Texas for 400 miles, and it was William Byron coming out on top for Hendrick's Hendrick Motorsports' 300th Cup series win. So a congratulations to Hendrick Motorsports on that incredible milestone achievement. William Byron, it's winner. He didn't dominate but he came out on top with the victory. So Byron was your winner. Ross Chastain for Trackhouse racing in P2. Bubba Wallace, a dominant performance but comes up short in the late laps, has to settle for P3. Christopher Bell in the 20 machine in 4th. Denny Hamlin rounds out the top 5. Kevin Harvick in P6. Brad Keselowski in 7th. Daniel Suarez in 8th. Stenhouse jr in p9 and chase briscoe a rare top 10 here to round out uh at least texas he earned another top 10 formula one in japan for the suzuka circuit and uh, or the japan grand prix at suzuka circuit max verstappen what a surprise was the winner he earned the win for red bull and also on the podium lando norris in second for mclaren and oscar piastri for mclaren also on the podium and then finally, for the World of Outlaws, at Eldora Speedway on Friday, and it was the before-the-crown showdown, Rico Abreu with the victory, David Gravel in second, and Geo Selzy in third. And then on Saturday, Sharon Speedway for the Federated Auto Parts showdown, Brad Sweet took home the victory, David Gravel two straight second-place finishes, and Geo Selzy, very fittingly, two straight third-place finishes. So Rico Abreu, your winner at Eldora on Friday, Brad Sweet, your winner at Sharon Speedway on Saturday. So that will conclude Flag to Flag. And uh, when we come up or when we come back in just a moment, we will have the missed segment of the show. My favorite segment. What's up this week? Because you know what? I get to tell you, the listener, what the heck is up this week in the world of racing when it comes to schedules? Where are you going to be watching a race? What the heck is going on this weekend? Your qualms will be answered in just a short moment after this short commercial break here on Speed it's Don't think a penny buys much? Depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety, everything rides on it. and welcome back to Speed Zone I'm Ben Cower, your host and it's time for What's Up This Week what a great segment what a great segment because I get to tell you what the heck is up this week so let's start out with this Friday just a few days from now as today is Wednesday the time of this recording uh, the World of Outlaws will be invading Williams Grove Speedway in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania for the first night of two at the Champion Racing Oil National Open so again that will be the first race of two at Mechanics, er, at Williams Grove Speedway this weekend for the World of Outlaws. And then again on Saturday, night two, race two the Champion Racing Oil National Open for the World of Outlaws. It'll be interesting to see who walks away with the victory in both races. Also on Saturday, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series will be attacking Talladega Super Speedway for the Love's RV Stop 250. The green flag just past 1 p.m. on Saturday. That'll be a playoff race for the trucks, so make sure to pay attention and there certainly will be some carnage. Last year's winner, Matt Benedetto, not racing this year, again after a dispute with Rackley WAR. Uh, he was released from the team uh, earlier this year, just a week or two ago, so the defending winner of the race presumably not going to be racing, so it's up for grabs the trophy this year at Talladega for the trucks. And also on Saturday the Arkham Menard Series will be racing at Salem Speedway in its penultimate event of the 2023 season, as Jesse Love looks to capture another victory en route to a potential championship here in the Arkham Menard Series in 2023. Then on Sunday, it will be the Yellowwood 500 at Talladega Super Speedway for the NASCAR Cup Series for race five of the NASCAR playoffs uh, for the Cup Series, specifically with the green flag at 2 p.m., be race two of three of the round of 12. Some drivers facing elimination after after a rough race for some people at Texas. It was fairly grueling, and we'll be talking about Texas and the cup race in just a moment on this uh, next segment. Again, we'll take a quick break here at the end of What's Up this week, because that's really all that's happening this weekend. Not a ton of racing, not as chock full as uh, past weekends have been, but the Cars Tour will be back in a week or two. Same with the uh, smart tour, smart mods will be back soon. Uh, Formula One also taking a weekend off here before it comes back in just two weeks' time. So plenty of racing yet to happen this season. But uh, as of this weekend, again, World of Outlaws, NASCAR Trucks, Arca Menard Series, and the NASCAR Cup Series will be racing this weekend. So we'll take a quick break here on Speed Zone, and when we return, it's going to be the Racing Roundtable segment, where myself and a panel going to discuss a couple fewer, a uh, plenty of topics that happened uh, over this week, whether it's at Ona Speedway or in the NASCAR world. We'll be chatting about that up next here on Speed Zone.
1: A bullseye rash can be the first sign of Lyme disease, but not everyone will develop the rash. If you've been in areas where Lyme disease is common and develop fever, fatigue, facial paralysis, or joint and muscle pain, seek medical care. Reduce your chances of getting Lyme disease by wearing insect repellent, showering soon after coming indoors, and checking for ticks daily. To learn more, visit www.cdc.gov lime A message from CDC
0: hey if you don't want to listen get your earplugs ready because we're about to hear some high octane debate it's time for the racing round table with your host ben cower and multiple guest panelists now that that's over who's at the table today And who is at the table today on the Racing Roundtable? It's only one person, and that person is Dale Garrett. Sean Kelly was on the show before this uh, here on WMUL-FM. as He was uh, hosting the last segment on Sports View tonight, so he gets the night off. It's just Dale Garrett. Dale, how are you? I'm good. Uh, Flying solo tonight. Dale is flying solo. Well, you're not entirely solo. You're with me. Well, flying solo at the
1: racing roundtable, that is.
0: <laughs> All right, Dale. Uh, there was plenty that went on this past week, and heck, today there was news just today. You know what? Let's uh, let's start out with that before we talk about Texas because this is brand new information today. Hello! Spire Motorsports continues its buying spree here in NASCAR as it, it was announced officially today that Kyle Busch Motorsports would be being sold to Spire Motorsports. For next season so Spire after now adding a cup charter just a week or two ago now adds a championship level truck series organization the winningest truck organization in the in the history of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series now under the Spire Motorsports blanket entering next season Dale I pose you the question is is Spire buying things too quickly here with money that it might not have? Or is this is there a method to this madness? Is, is Spire doing all this with some sort of a master plan in mind? What do you think about what Spire is doing as of late? I,
1: I don't know their financial situation, but all I know is that they are buying a lot of things and spending a lot of money, whether that comes from, from GameBridge or other investments. I don't know, but they, they certainly are making one huge, two huge investments between the Charter and KBM, which them buying KBM is certainly not something I had on my bingo card ever. Mm-hmm. It's just wild to me, but uh, yeah, I hope I hope their financial statements turn out to be okay after
0: all this. <laughs> you know, there was a, a rumor that, and it hasn't been officially proved, I'm just stating that this is in fact a rumor, because there is, you know momentum to this but you know andretti uh now andretti global was andretti autosport for many years in indycar and it's as of recent trying to expand it's been as an organization trying to expand its horizons in racing where it's been primarily an indycar organization for many 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 years but it's very notably been trying to break into formula one and his that is ruffled some feathers with existing teams on the Formula One side and there have also been rumors that it's been trying to enter the NASCAR side of things where I mean if you look at the signs Gainbridge is a major sponsor of Andretti Global on the IndyCar side and then magically halfway through the Cup Series season it popped up now nearly full time uh, and uh, across the 77 and the 7 car on the Cup effort and Marco Andretti also drove at Mid-Ohio for Spire in the truck series. You know, not all the signs are there. It's not like it's a, a bona fide paper trail. But, you know, I really would not be surprised, Dale, if Andretti has, in fact, invested in some sort into Spire and is providing it with a lot of this funding enabled in order to expand. Uh, I would be pretty shocked if spire was doing this all on its own budget after i mean we mentioned just last episode spire has a, a very calculated approach to its purchasing power here in nascar where it never really does anything without or at least in the past its philosophy is it doesn't go in debt when it does things or it's a calculated amount of debt that it can pay it off in with a a plan spire knows what it's doing so when it's bought this truck organization in kyle bush motorsports that's a lot of people that's a brand new shop. I mean, it's just now a Chevy team, but to buy that out from beneath Kyle Busch, who has been its owner for so long, and uh, RCR. That was essentially you know, RCR's truck effort this season, and now it's gone, just like that. And also affected in this deal is Nick Sanchez for Rev Racing in the two-truck, because even though it is under a different team name, air quotes, you know, rev racing, it is ultimately a satellite truck from Kyle Busch Motorsports. So that affects the deal there, too. And just very funny, you know what the sponsor is of the two truck in the in the Craftsman Truck Series, Dale? It's Gainbridge. It is Gainbridge. So, <laughs> you know, things are just aligning. It just kind of makes sense. But I really wouldn't be shocked if Andretti had a hand in all this.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, with the purchase of KBM, they also got Rowdy Manufacturing. Yes which is another huge deal. Yes. And even if Andretti is investing, this is one bold way to make an appearance in the sport is just to come in and be Mr. Moneybags. Yeah. Uh, Because... they're sweeping off, you know, like you said, that it, it's huge.
0: We can't state enough that this is a huge purchase. Invested $40 million in a charter a week and a half ago. Yeah, and now who knows what they paid for this. A lot of money. Probably, I would be shocked if it was $40 million or anywhere close to the charter, but it had to have been eight figures.
1: Yeah. There's easily.
0: no way it was anything... Under that Right That's a lot of money I agree with that That's a lot of money In a very short period of time For a team that I mean Up until this season Wasn't even Regularly competing For top 20s I mean It had I mean It's flagship driver Corey LaJoey What like a year or two ago Was outside the top 30 In cup points Mm -hmm. I mean Now it's Expanding to three cars, dropping $40 million on a new charter, and now it's buying the most successful truck series team to ever exist in the near 30-year history of the series, and now it's under Spire. And now it's going to run three cup cars, three trucks, and maybe an Xfinity car. It's run an Xfinity car this season part-time. Who knows? It... (laughs) It's hard
1: to tell how much Corey LaJoy got paid for leading those laps at Bristol. (laughs) Yeah,
0: the uh, it's it's a lot of buying in a very uh, quick amount or very very rapid succession Mm -hmm. for Spire, and it's certainly intriguing to watch happen. And it will be even more intriguing to witness if it actually works out next season with all these aspirations. But it only matters if it works so we'll head on to the next topic Texas Texas happened this past week in the realm of NASCAR and uh, you know Texas also in in the IndyCar news too so we might talk about that here as the next topic but uh, in NASCAR Obviously, it was the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series racing. And uh, obviously, walking away with the win in the Xfinity race was John Under and William Byron with the win in the Cup race. So, Dale, just not necessarily a question here, but just your thoughts on the races at Texas this past weekend for NASCAR. Uh,
1: When I saw that Bubba Wallace won the poll on Saturday, I was like... Man, that's that's one way to make an appearance. But I certainly did not expect him to have the car that he did and stay mm-hmm. out front for really the entire race up until the last restart. It came ever so close. He came ever so close to punching his ticket to the next round. After myself included here, everybody rode him off. Except for Ben Cowher. But yeah. um we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bubba had a car. Uh, playoff drivers in trouble again, most notably Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, and Larson and Blaney is now 11 points below the cut line. Kyle Busch is now 17 points below the cut line. And with the two tracks that's left in the round, it's not looking good for him, for any of these drivers really. And Larson is now only plus two and he's going to Talladega where he does not have a good track record at all. So a little bit nervous over here for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, uh, I'll use one word to describe the Xfinity race, carnage. Mm -hmm. That's that's the word, carnage. It was a, a race full of carnage. And the cup race honestly thought it was for a race at Texas, and Texas gets a lot of flack because the racing product has been horrific in in recent years at Texas. I mean, the it's reflected in the attendance numbers. I mean, the grandstand's not really that filled. Then again, the weather really didn't help. I mean, the fans would have been baking on those I what what is it steel seats metal mm-hmm. grandstands it was over nearly a hundred degrees mm-hmm. at Texas this past weekend so the fans were baking but I mean the racing product has lacked at Texas for better lack of a or lack of a better term it hasn't been great and this race was not bad but it was still not great and you know the racing was kind of all over the place the only thing that has really made the racing at, at Texas interesting is the wrecks. To split everything up, and that's not, that's not good. <laughs> and uh, I thought Bubba had one heck of a car. Came out won the won the pole. I mean, I I had the bold prediction last week on this show that Bubba Wallace was going to surprise everybody and make the next round of the playoffs, despite entering as the twelfth of twelve drivers on the sheet. And after just one week, he's just about done that. There was a lot of attrition in that race, and a lot of issues. A late wreck took out Ryan Blaney, and Blaney had that issue on pit road that put him at the back. Uh, very unfortunate. Um, I mean, obviously there was plenty of issues. Kyle Busch too, with the wreck. I mean, he was begging on the radio. He said there is something wrong with this car, and then the crew's. He's like, I don't know. I'm gonna try and feel it out. The crew's like, Yeah, no, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with this. Ride it out, Kyle. It'll be okay. And then he took a, a hard shot to the rear end of the car, which is the worst place you could hit on the next gen car, mm-hmm. in turn one, which is you're carrying the most speed really on the track into that corner, mm-hmm. loops it around in between one and two, and then his day's over. I thought it was very amusing him backing the car all the way around the track. Uh, he always does that. Yeah, it was very funny. I thought the I I had a hearty laugh at the crowd cheering where it it was you know the crowd was coming it was coming around backwards because uh, Todd Gilliland in the 51 spun out and his tires popped and he just couldn't get the car going Mm -hmm. and with the next gen car you can't if all the tires are flat you can't move it it's on the ground and he got towed back to the garage and his day was over even Mm -hmm. though he didn't really have much damage to the car so Kyle Busch was like facing the facing the tow truck as he's driving backwards and it's like the tow truck's trying to catch him to put him out of the race i mean he ended up being out of the race but he came out of turn four backwards coming down pit road and you hear in the background it's just like the crowd's going wild and it's like yeah kyle he did it he drove backwards (laughs) and that was it that was the end of the amusement because the ape was out of the race after that because they're like oh Oh it doesn't drive. We can't send him out there backwards again mm. at you know 185 miles an hour. So could have <laughs> they could have I don't know if it would have ended very well, but <laughs> uh I mean it was it was a decent battle Kyle Larson and you know uh, that late restart him versus Bubba it wasn't I wouldn't blame it on Bubba I wouldn't blame it on Larson either it was a racing in- incident. Mm-hmm. I'd say he just got loose they were it was two drivers pushing hard for a win in the playoffs and Bubba needed it needed that win to lock himself in the next round because he's won at Talladega before but anything can happen at Dega. It's Talladega. It's Talladega and Bubba is historically not great on road courses. Mm -hmm. He's very hit or miss, more so miss than hit so Bubba knew that he had to earn that win at Texas to potentially lock himself in the next round. Came up short. He had that great restart and then The big wad happened on the front stretch where blaney was involved and it it took him out and a a couple other cars but before that larson was beneath bubba heading into turn one just looped it around and larson who had the fastest car all day outside i mean he was faster than bubba really Mm -hmm. bubba bubba just got the advantage because of pit strategy but larson was about what four tenths faster than everybody had a rocket ship for a car and then lost it in turn one but you know entering as you said Dale uh, entering Dega not exactly one of Larson's best tracks didn't end very well in the spring Mm -hmm. ended quite dangerously in fact with the taking a shot to the door from Ryan Priest and then you know I don't think I think he could make it happen at the Roval but you know a championship favorite now in trouble it's
1: not a situation that you want to be in and I have one additional comment for Texas J.J. Yaley should have retired (laughs) we can move on now
0: (laughs) okay all right so new topic i mentioned this dale and i we didn't prep for this but i remembered it because it was it was a a big issue in the world of indycar and it's the fact that the 2024 schedule for indycar was released this past week and texas has been a mainstay on the schedule for indycar since it's since it was built in 1997 it was you know under indycar at that point wasn't a cart track and then or maybe i have it mixed up but either way indycar has been racing there since 1997 and it's a needed track to get drivers ready for indianapolis for the indy 500 is it was until this week the only other fast-paced large oval on the schedule and this week it was announced the milwaukee mile would be coming back to indycar but It's a short track. It's only a mile, and it's flat, and Iowa still has its double date, but Iowa's a short track. So now, the only large oval, on the only big oval track on the IndyCar schedule is Indianapolis, for the Indianapolis 500. And obviously, drivers were not happy that the Texas has disappeared. And Dale, I'll pose the question to you that we can, you know, combine IndyCar and NASCAR here. Do you think that Texas was wiped from the slate potentially because there is a reworking of Texas in the future that would not IndyCar would not be able to race at Texas? Rumors and rumblings that it might you know, get repaved to look like Atlanta? Reconfigured in that sense? Do you think there's something on the horizon for Texas? Do you think there's an ulterior reason of this? Or do you think it was just you know, just a, a lacking of communication between IndyCar and SMI.
1: Most likely lack of communication. I certainly hope that nothing's on the horizon horizon to, uh, due to Texas, what they did to Atlanta, because I'm not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Texas has suffered in attendance for years, like you mentioned earlier. So I have a feeling that that probably what I would think played a huge role in, in the decision of axing Texas from the IndyCar schedule. Um, but
0: and also, it will be a spring race for NASCAR next year, whereas it has been a fall race for the Cup Series for the last few years. And then IndyCar and trucks, the NASCAR Truck Series, have had the doubleheader there mm-hmm. in the around the middle of the year. So now, its only race date, presumably, will be Early on in the season next year for NASCAR And nothing else mm-hmm. So, you know I mean I, I read it, it was, a, it was a good Article by uh, Nathan Brown On IndyStar.com About how Texas dropped off the schedule For IndyCar And Mark Miles, the president of IndyCar Below Roger Penske And he said, well, you know It, it just it didn't work out You know, NASCAR needed to move the date early on in the year and you know, we just were not able to make that happen because IndyCar, unlike NASCAR, doesn't start in mid-February. It starts at Saint Petersburg in Florida on a road course in March, Mm -hmm. mid to late March. So it's they couldn't afford if I don't know, the official again, the official schedule hasn't come out for NASCAR for twenty twenty four yet, but Texas obviously will be It would be the first race of the year, probably, for IndyCar in that sense, if Texas ends up being a March race for NASCAR. And I don't think IndyCar wanted to start out its season on an oval Mm -hmm. when it's primarily a road course season. So it just didn't work out. But I, I just, in the back of my mind, I can't shake the fact that it, now there's that entire gap. There's nothing else happening at Texas next year. And that can, in my mind, that only means one thing. Some, something has got to be being done there Some sort of a reconfiguration
1: Replace it with Kentucky Do
0: it <laughs> You know, that surface has aged a little bit the last couple of years Maybe it'll come back It's being used as a Ford disposal
1: parking lot right yeah, now
0: Yeah, Copart Yeah Dumped everything there yes. right now It's a it's a, a glorified parking lot with about, what, 50,000 stands? Yeah Seats Oh boy, yeah I, And also, I, I feel bad for IndyCar Car. With losing Texas Because the race For the last couple of years Was not great And then This last season And really the last Like two races At Texas for IndyCar Were initially Off the repave In 2017 of Texas They were really dull And the last two Have been absolute Barnburners of races Fantastic racing On the IndyCar side And then now It loses One of its most Thrilling races On the calendar in favor of the milwaukee mile which I mean lost the race date a couple years Ago right. because fans weren't showing up so And it, This is my opinion but I, I don't think the short oval package for IndyCar is the most creates the most thrilling Product in the world whereas You go watch the indy 500 and it's Unbelievable so it's A shame for IndyCar that it will No longer be a texas next season that You know hopefully in the future whatever Texas ends up being Potentially reconfigured to it isn't a reconfiguration that prohibits IndyCar from racing there because that would be an absolute shame.
1: And they're the going
0: f- to fix Texas World. <laughs> 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 they demolished that; it's gone now. Well, they're going to rebuild it. They're going to rebuild it. <laughs> they're just going to rebuild it right where Texas is. All right. So we'll move on to. <laughs> it was a little quick there. A little a new topic. Uh, Sammy Smith. Mm. He's now at Junior Motorsports, mm. where again, third place this past weekend at Texas in the Xfinity Series, but finally ends up at a new team for next year after months and months of, of rumors swirling. And now Sammy Smith with Pilot Flying J and TMC Trucking his big money sponsors. It was a young talent in NASCAR, he is now at Junior Motorsports for 2024. He'll be driving the eight car as it's being vacated by a graduating Josh Berry to the Cup Series to drive the four car uh, to fill in for or a retiring Kevin Harvick. But Sammy Smith's going to be a Junior Motorsports, Dale. And is it a good move or a bad move for a, Junior Motorsports? And Sammy?
1: It's a good pickup, I think, for both parties. Uh, I mean,. JGR has been tearing it up down there. Joe Gibbs Racing has been tearing it up in, in Xfinity. And, uh, Sammy, I believe, has a win at, in Phoenix. Yes.
0: Won at Phoenix yeah. earlier this year. I
1: believe that's his only win this year. Yes. Okay. Um, but it, it's a good pickup. Sammy's a good, consistent
0: driver. Won an ARCA title last year, too.
1: Yep. Uh, he's a good, consistent driver. Um, the only thing I don't like about this move is you look at the JRM roster for 2024, and it's Mayor, Algaire, Sammy Smith, and Brandon Jones.
0: Half of it is ex-Gibbs <laughs> guys.
1: Half of it is pay
0: drivers. Yeah, big time pay well, drivers. More, more than half of it is pay drivers. Yeah,
1: seventy-five percent of it is pay drivers, which I personally do not
0: like to see. But and you could even argue that all of them are pay drivers because Brandt yeah. Agriculture has been with Justin Algaire for over ten years. Yes, but I don't believe
1: he has any direct. High. Yeah,
0: that's fair. But even so, then, it's seventy-five percent at minimum, right?
1: And I just not a huge fan of that. But I know, obviously, we all know money talks. So
0: mm-hmm. it it certainly does. I think it's a good move for Junior Motorsports if Sammy can get back on the streak that he was on earlier this season in Xfinity, where he had a rough mid-season and has been kind of inconsistent to finish out the year. You know, he hasn't been. Upfront dominating races and you go to junior Motorsports. it's kind of the expectation especially you're going to the eight car i mean josh barry didn't win in that car this year at least not yet mm-hmm. and you know but that team has won numerous races this year in xfinity is one of the premier organizations in nascar's triple a series so i think it is a good move i think sammy smith brings a lot of money i think he has he's potentially a cup level talent and about a a year or two, uh, but he needs to risk. He's at risk of, or I don't know, he can't afford to go there with the money behind him and then run like Sam My- Sam Mayer has the last couple of years. Aww. Where, again, Sam finally this year has broken through numerous wins and he's now competing for wins on the regular but he just was not at that point the last two years. Mm-hmm. And people got on his case about it a little bit. He just was not able to break through, despite Dominating in Arca. This blew the socks off of everybody in Arca two years ago and got to Xfinity and was, has been okay up until now. Now he's good. Mm-hmm. But Sammy needs to go there and have an absolute slam dunk of a season next season. Uh, as Who knows? Again, with the money behind him, that is cup-level money. Mm -hmm. He has cup-level money behind him in Pilot Flying J and and TMC Trucking, of which he has family ties to, which is why it's the same money that got Michael Annette to the Cup Series. Mm -hmm. It can certainly get Sammy Smith to the Cup Series, and if his talent shows out at Junior Motorsports, that will probably happen sooner than later. So on to the next topic. William Byron. Dale, this this was an interesting... Thing we noticed on Sunday, where obviously William Byron six wins this season in the Cup Series and has been fairly dominant all season long. But you know, I say has been fairly dominant. It's not like he has destroyed everybody at every single track this year in the 24 machine. Really, we we did the math on this. Only two of his six wins this year he has led over 100 laps in those races. Mm-hmm. The rest of them he's kind of just been in the right place at the right time. So I pose the question to you, Dale, for William Byron this year, is he the top series, is he the best driver in cup this year because of pace or because of luck?
1: I think it's a little bit of both, but I primarily think that it is pace. He has an average finish of 12.1 across the entire season. He did fall off there in the summer months, as most of the Hendrick cars do that win in the beginning of the year. They always he became the R&D car. He became the 25. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> um,
0: but Good old 25.
1: The past six weeks since Watkins Glen, his average finish is 6.3. He is flying. He now. is flying. So uh,
0: he, he and Rudy Fugel got that thing dialed up.
1: They do. And if, if you're not considering him as a championship threat favorite, really, right now, then what are you doing? Okay. Because he's 6.3 across six weeks. That's pretty
0: amazing. He's been, I mean, he was neck and neck with Truex for that regular season title, Mm -hmm. and he was not able to do it because he was, he had some off finishes in the, around the summer. It was like, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, but then again, that 24 was still winning. Mm -hmm. And he's been able to, he did that at the beginning of the year, he did that in the middle of the year, and now he's doing it here near the end of the year. And that is exactly what you need to win a title in the Cup Series. And... I don't know. I think certainly he's had more luck than pace sometimes when it comes to wins. But no doubt that 24 machine has been up front usually at every race this season. Mm-hmm. It's like I'd say the only places that the 24 hasn't, you know, just flat out waxed the field were road courses. Right. And then, he, you know what he did at Watkins Glen? Waxed the field, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is one of the most, probably the most technical road course on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And he... uh dominated. As soon as Michael McDowell had his... blew it early and drove through too many pit boxes in that race, Byron set sail. It was Mm -hmm. the fastest completed road course race in the modern era of NASCAR. Mm -hmm. And Byron won it. Because that car was flat flying, as Dale mentioned. So, I don't know. I think it's a little more... I think it's... uh, I'll agree with you, Dale. It's it's a good balance of pace and luck. Because you need both to win races and championships in NASCAR. And... There have been cases this year, I think, in the wins department, it's been a little more luck than pace. But Mm. the reason why he is a bona fide title contender and continuing to win races and be up front and have opportunities to win these races and maybe be in the right place at the right time Mm. is because of that pace. And he's had that all season long. So I would say Byron is up front because of pace more so than luck but in the winds department a little more luck than pace so on to the next topic Whoa! Speaking of Hendrick Motorsports, Raja Karuth and Boris said, That's right, said heads rejoice. Who said? Boris said, He's back for the Roval in Xfinity, not in Cup. This will be for the Xfinity Series. Two more races for the 17 machine for Hendrick Motorsports uh, this year in the Xfinity Series. Boris said, Again, back at the Roval in Charlotte, and Raja Karuth going to be driving the 17 machine at Phoenix. Dale, do you like the move or not for Hendrick? I
1: like the move, you know, taking, I'll, I'll first talk about Rajak Ruth, taking a chance on a young driver who has showed a little bit of promise, I would argue hasn't showed enough for this ride, but it, it's a chance, you know, to run him at Phoenix, I think it's a good move, if you've got the equipment, it's just sitting there, why not try something, and then, oh my goodness, Boris said, is back, Greg <laughs> Biffle better run and hide, <laughs>
0: One of these days is gonna Greg Biffle is gonna show up to the track with a black eye. <laughs> yes, he it's is. It's funny because it's like, what well, that ha- that happened 2011, right? Yeah, Watkins Glen, 12 years ago. It'd be funny if that happened. Like he just showed up now to the track <laughs> with a black eye. It's like, what happened, Greg? Oh. It's like, said finally got me. <laughs> Who did it? Jimmy Spencer or Boris? Said <laughs> all I saw was an afro, <laughs> and that I didn't see out of my left eye. But no,
1: Boris is like, yeah, we're gonna retire, and then he vanishes for a couple years, and now he's back again for like the third time. He's back. He's like Brett Favre.
0: On <laughs> <laughs> retired once, twice. Yeah. He's back again, and uh, I'm really excited to see how said does in top equipment uh, at. At the Roval, I think he's going to be contending for the win. Do I think he's going to win? Am I going to lock that in for in two weeks' time? Well, you are. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Boris will, but you never know. You never know. Maybe the Fro will get another win. I rode off Dale Jr. at Bristol. Look what happened. Mm -hmm. And then with Raja at Phoenix, Raja is a very intriguing candidate in NASCAR. Uh, In trucks this year, he's been fairly, fairly inconsistent, where he's had his good runs... But the results Haven't showed And He's also had his races Where he just really Wasn't there You know He's mm-hmm. been running Around the top 20 And then you have I mean his Career best finish In trucks Is a 6th place finish No wins And Just the season ago Was what Runner up In the ARCA title mm-hmm. So You tell me is Is that are those statistics deserving of a Hendrick Motorsports ride in Xfinity?
1: It's, it's a chance, like I said. Mm-hmm. You know, it this, he could do it, he could flop, or he could do it, he could be a great success.
0: Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's... Anything can happen. I mean, you could see... I mean, you saw it with Haley Deegan last year at, at Las Vegas mm-hmm. when she had her one-off start in a Stuart Haas car in the Xfinity series. You know, his, she has struggled in the truck series, and then shows up has us a, a clean top 13 run mm-hmm. you know and you know didn't do a bad job at all so I don't think Raj is necessarily going to go out there and win yes but yeah. <laughs> considering he's in Hendrick equipment I think as you said is probably due for a pretty good run that day mm-hmm. alright so on to the next topic shake and bake baby it's back Talladega Nights or two cars honoring Talladega Nights with uh Accurate sponsorships to boot. Mm -hmm. Wonder Bread and Old Spice back this weekend on the 14 and 41 cars of Stuart House Racing for Ryan Preece and Chase Briscoe. They will be be running the famed cars run by the uh, fictional... Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton Jr. But Dale, what do you think about that? What a what a great promotion. It,
1: it is great and whoever came up with the promotion in SHR needs a raise because fantastic job so far, especially if you've been watching their social media handles, they've been playing the part perfectly, reenacting everything. It's just been crazy and unfortunately there like the day before it was announced it got leaked on Reddit.
0: Yeah, somebody took a photo somebody, in the shop.
1: Yeah, somebody somebody didn't oh, uh, Or it was not at the shop, it was no. at a in it was the grocery a, store. Yeah, a grocery store. Somebody didn't read the thing that said, don't put out till X date. Or maybe he <laughs> didn't have one. But regardless, incredible job by the people at Stuart Haas to get the original sponsors and just everything. Uh, the only thing that I fear with Ryan Priest's wild ride at Daytona, I don't know
0: if I'd have put him in the one <laughs> car. Oh, no. Uh, you know, yeah, because he did have that flip, you know. Multiple. <laughs> That's my reaction to that. Oh no. The sound panels back, ladies and gentlemen. I added to it this week. We'll we'll use that steadily more and more in the coming weeks. I'm not saying we've jumped the shark when it comes to sound effects, but you know, they're here to add to the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's uh I think it's a little funny that the that the Wonder Bread car is well, yeah, he did flip in that. Except it was at Charlotte in the movie, right? And at Talladega, or no, he flipped. He was in the driving 62 the 62 at Talladega, at Talladega. At Talladega but right?
1: Yeah, he turned over at, at Charlotte, and he, the whoever his replacement driver was turned over at Rockingham, or wherever <laughs> they were.
0: <laughs> you think uh, I I I am excited for all the quotes on the radio?
1: Yeah, it, on it's, Sunday, it's going to be like when Kurt Busch ran the me car mm-hmm. at Talladega.
0: Yeah, it was like. Uh, Slingshot, engage Yeah (laughs) They're gonna That's gonna happen on Saturday Mm -hmm. But okay Dale, this is not a Really a question But So do you think Do you think uh, If they are the two At the front Do you think There's gonna be Shake and bake Who do you think Comes out on top Of the shake and bake Do you think It'll be like the movie Where Cal wins Yes So you think If It would be Briscoe Winning over Ryan Priest Yeah Oh okay Okay
1: Front two are gonna flip In the longest flip We've ever seen The Applebee's commercial (laughs) Is gonna roll Okay Okay the Applebee's commercial is going to roll. If he
0: flips on Sat, if he flips on Sunday, they have to play an Applebee's commercial, <laughs> paid or not, <laughs> paid or not, in the middle of the replay. The flip. That's that is the only way that could possibly happen. What a great promotion! Great job by Stuart Haas Racing, and they're beautiful cars too. We are not wishing bad things on Ryan Priest by no. any means. I just think it's funny. It's it's a little funny yeah. that it, he's. Flipped like Ricky Bobby, and then now he's driving the Ricky now Bobby. Now he is car. Ricky Bobby. Now he is Ricky Bobby. Do you think they're going to put the the Panther in the car?
1: Yes, the, the stuffed Panther, the oh, Cougar. The, yeah, is it Panther or Cougar? It's a Cougar. It is a Cougar.
0: Um, yeah, they. they Had the should. photo of
1: it. Ryan Priest is probably working at a pizza joint this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in, in inspiration, he's got to learn how to drive again. <laughs> okay, now on to the next topic. <laughs> Ona Speedway. It happened this weekend. And it was, yes, Chevrolet, yes, Ford's championship weekend at Ona. And it's not the end of the season. There's two more racing weekends. Uh, the Mountaineer Hunt 100 is still going to happen in October. And then Trick or Treat night is going to be on October 7th. But again, Ona Speedway's championships happen this weekend. Dale, you are in fact a racer at Ona. And I you am. were racing. You want to start out with uh, your race in the Legends Pro?
1: Yeah, so uh, it was eventful to say the least. A lot of people cannot say that they were in two wrecks in the same night and the car was still rolling, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. It was certainly eventful. <laughs> the The track was really weird in practice. It lacked grip tremendously. And the just, weather was weird. Yeah, the weather was weird. It lacked grip. It wasn't too hot, but the track felt like a skating rink and it felt like I was driving over a washboard. It was horrible (laughs) i don't i don't know how else to describe it other than a washboard because man going into three especially was horrendous yeah it was like don't get me wrong the track's rough Mm hasn't been repaved since 1995 but it was exceptionally rough in practice and then magically got fixed by the race (laughs) i don't know what happened
0: Yeah, Dale was competing for a championship on on Saturday night. He was second uh, in points, entering behind, uh, again, Jake Heaton, we mentioned earlier in the show. Jake went two for two, and there was... Dale got involved In some incidents And ended up Wrecking out of the race That's a rarity That doesn't You don't do that I don't You don't Dale doesn't do that Dale usually doesn't Make mistakes But uh, there were some Fireworks Obviously uh, You were involved In not just one But two incidents With Will Gear And you know Both of you Ended up out of the race I don't think We need to Chat more about that We're gonna leave it at We're that. gonna leave it At that So <laughs> uh, So again Will Gear Was also competing He was tied for Third in points With Dale's older brother Jason Jason had won The last event Started on pole And then had issues Early on uh, Fell out of the race Very early So his potential Title hopes were dashed But for the top four All competing That were really eligible For a title The only one that Didn't have an issue Was Jay Keaton And he was the end He ended up winning The title mm-hmm. And you can't say that everybody around him didn't didn't almost die trying to win that title. Uh, what a, I mean, it it what a night of racing it was mm-hmm. across seven. It was eight features, but the seven titles that were decided that night were phenomenal. The racing, I I don't think I've ever seen racing like that, and I'm not blowing smoke here because I'm the track announcer. It, it is. It was one. Heck of a night! It was of City. racing to call. I mean, obviously there was your your race was phenomenal. But I mean, mm-hmm. the street stocks closed out the night. It was a tie, a dead heat in the championship battle. Tommy Rowe started fifth. The car was terrible in practice and qualifying. It was slower. It's like it had an anchor. Dragging behind it, he qualified last, didn't he? Yeah, in his group, he qualified, yeah. and then Tommy Rowe drove his way through the field to win that title. Mm-hmm. I said right before the and race, the I race. said he's going to have to earn it tonight because mm-hmm. his rival Kenny Chapman was on the front row. Mm-hmm. He drove his way to the title. He drove his way to a title, his first ever at Ona. Mm-hmm. What a drive! And I mean, right before it, I mean, we can't go without mentioning. I mean, the semi-pro <laughs> legends race was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> entering that race was that that series all season long have been has been off the rails ever since adam jeffrey graduated out of the series he's mm-hmm. won three straight waxed everybody and then got promoted to pro with you guys so mm-hmm. after that it was really a three-horse race between rob dunlap his brother jay dunlap and randall klein mm-hmm. and it was a photo finish three races ago Ran where Rob Dunlap and Randall Klein wrecked for the win. And the most exciting finish you'll ever see. That's that was my call. Thank you, Dale. <laughs> and the uh it was the most exciting finish you'd ever see. It was unbelievable. And then you had two races ago, Klein got the best of Rob Dunlap, mm-hmm. and Dunlap spun trying to catch him. Mm-hmm. And Klein walked away with the win, but he was still one point behind Rob Dunlap. Mm-hmm. And then entering the final race, Jay was about six points behind, so he was not out of it, but he was still in it. And then Klein was a point behind Rob Dunlap, and Dunlap set the pole, or was he on pole? I believe so. Yeah, Rob Dunlap was on the pole, and he was dominating up until, we mentioned this during Flag to Flag, got behind the lap car at Dean Brotherton, and... Uh, can't fault dean he was holding his line on the bottom so full disclaimer from a racer standpoint
1: the race the tower tells you on the receiver to stay low if you're getting lapped and dean brotherton stayed low and rob unfortunately committed to the bottom and klein jumped on his outside and uh dunlap just spun out behind brotherton because he had nowhere to go he was boxed in but i you know it's it, it, it was crazy because it was like it was a handful of laps to go like within three to go I believe or something mm-hmm. so uh,
0: man because they were bumper about to bumper th- three to go yeah three or four to go and Klein had tracked down Rob Dunlap mm-hmm. he drove from about eight car lengths back to catch the back bumper of rob and reduced it to like one car length Mm -hmm. they were exiting turn two rob got behind dean brotherton just didn't move to the high side Mm -hmm. and then dean checked up because he saw the leader in his mirror and probably went (laughs) and then uh rob looped it around and brought out the caution Mm -hmm. and because he was the reason for the caution he couldn't keep his spot Mm -hmm. so he got sent all the way to the back and then there was A little bit of politics on the next restart Where Brother Jay checked up a little bit And then Mm -hmm. let Rob by And then Rob Dunlap and Randall Klein And Klein inherited the lead Because he was right behind Rob When he spun out behind Dean Brotherton Mm -hmm. And It it was very poetic In a way Because the same thing had happened so many times this season Rob Dunlap had spun out Trying to get wins Mm -hmm. And was right behind Randall Klein He could have wrecked him he could have could have took him out into turn one. He didn't, so respect to Rob Dunlap mm-hmm. for not doing that. He could have just flat-out dumped him, and he didn't. But
1: I, I know, Rob. He's not that way. Yeah,
0: he he did not, and he just sent it into three and four, and the 28-C decline is... Checked up in the middle of the corner Every mm. every lap this season The cars handled exactly the same And same thing happened on the final lap mm-hmm. Rob spun out in a cloud of smoke He was not able to capture the championship Randall Klein walked away With one of the most thrilling title runs I've ever gotten to witness In any <laughs> single series of motorsports ever That's
1: what the semi-pros are for
0: <laughs> And uh, I mean it was it was one heck of a night of racing because I mean even then before that you had the the mods Wes Smith pushing his car to the limit to try and and best Jeremy Cooper in a in a hail mary of a run and just he got the win but mm-hmm. just could not best Cooper who every single race he won this year he led every single lap right it was a it was a near perfect year for Cooper and he earned that title uh, the baby grands were very fun to watch Trado walked away with the win but you know they're not. Nobody nobody won a title that night, and then, uh, obviously, it was your guys' race before that, and then the U-Cars, Chris Deskins earned the title once again, was so mm-hmm. dominant this year. I don't think there was anybody. The only two people in the same zip code as him this year were Jay Workman in the 76, and you had Tim Cassidy in 93, and Tim just wasn't consistent enough, mm-hmm. and he just didn't win enough, and then Jay had the worst luck of anybody in the last two races Mechanical
1: rear, issues
0: Rear, Something in the rear end broke Two races ago yep. And he started on the pole And then Presumably got it fixed up To come run this last race And then the car broke again <laughs> It wasn't even able to compete It's terrible For, any, for a win So again uh, Deskins walked away With another U-Cars title Jake Keaton Again achieved history mm-hmm. Congratulations to him And then Stacy Watson Was the class of the field All season long mm-hmm. In U-Cars But I mean The Evans, Strickland, and Proctor pushed her near the end of the year. They were Mm -hmm. pushing her, This neither were. Strickland walked away with a win two races ago. Proctor was just not able to get there. That car looked really loose on Saturday. Mm -hmm. But, again, Stacey Watson, her second straight in the crazy compacts. It was a thrilling night of racing at Ona, and I cannot wait to call the next set of races on October 7th.
1: Yep. They're they're gonna be a bar and burner and then of course the Matiner One Hundred, our biggest race of the year, brings modifieds from all over the place, so it's able to be it's usually a good one as well.
0: Yeah, Dale and uh yeah, how's how is the car for the listeners at home? The
1: car's okay. The car's getting fixed, we'll be back.
0: <laughs> all right, so we'll uh we'll have one more topic before we close things out here tonight. No! Obviously Talladega is this weekend. Dega Dega Dega. Dale What are your predictions for Dega? Who's going to win?
1: Ross Chastain. And who's going to flip? Ryan Priest. (laughs) No.
0: Um, You say
1: Chastain's going to win? Yes. Wow, okay. Why do I say that, you ask? Mm -hmm. Well, they need a good run, even though they just finished second at Texas. They need a win, is what I should have said. They need a win. Mm -hmm. And what better place to do it than Talladega, where Chastain has won before. They need an aggressive driver up there. I believe he'll keep it up there. I think he'll be dominant. Okay. Or, it, or or he'll be dominant or just show up at the end. There's going to be no in between.
0: I think Brad Kislowski finally gets that win. Oh my. I think he finally gets that first win for RFK, the team he co-owns. I think this I think the 6 comes out on top of the RFK Tango up front. Because those two cars have been glued together at every super speedway race this year, mm-hmm. and Busher has always been at the benefit of it. I think this time around, I think Kislowski is going to be the guy at the front because he's the guy that needs to get into the next round. Busher mm-hmm. is fine. I think the six will be up front. I think the six of Brad Keselowski ends up winning. And if I had to predict a car ending up on its lid, what? I think I think it's not going to be the forty one. I think it's the fourteen of Why Briscoe. Why did you even ask this question? I don't know. It's Dega. <laughs> Somebody's going to flip. It always happens. Blaine Perkins. He might flip again, but you know what? The Xfinity race isn't this weekend. Well he's gonna figure out a way. He'll do it at the roval. <laughs> he'll go into the heartburn turn, turn one and then flip over in the tires. <laughs> oh, but I think it'll be I think Briscoe might go for a tumble. Man. He races aggressively. It's I terrible. think it might happen. Okay. But he'll be okay. I don't want to think about cars flipping. Uh, no, well well, no, I hope certainly nobody gets hurt. <sighs> I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want whoever flips to come up to the track looking like Ryan Priest did after Looking like Davy Allison. Ricky (laughs) Rudd. Emperor Palpatine. Yes. Yeah, he wasn't looking that good. Had the the eyes swollen near shut, but bruised. He looked like the rooster. That's all that mattered. (laughs) Ricky Rudd didn't but he didn't tape his eyes open. Which was kinda bummer. But oh well. Dale, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. And, uh, again, it was uh, one heck of a season. I don't want to get Nicole you uh, running out there. You were, you were close. But, you know, when next season, next season, you never know. It could happen. And you could win a race to close out this year. Would be your first in the pros.
1: It could be. Could, we could do that. Certainly, we uh, aren't going to back down. We're going to keep trying, see if we can get that checkered flag.
0: All right, Dale. It's always a pleasure
1: having, having you on the show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here.
0: All right, and with that, the music is rolling. That's going to conclude Speed Zone for tonight. Again, for Dale Garrett, I'm Ben Cower. Thank you for tuning in, as always. There's plenty of racing action this weekend for you to watch. Uh, None here locally, at least, at Ona, but plenty of NASCAR action, uh, World of Outlaws, Formula One, or no, there's no Formula One, just kidding. ARCA, plenty of racing action this weekend, so stay safe, have a good weekend, have a good night. You've been listening to another sports presentation on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.